Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in from wherever you are in the United States and around the world. If you're new to the show, I'd like to extend a warm welcome and an invitation to join our large audience and our community of co-creation and spiritual support. We are dedicated to helping you cultivate peace in your life through self-awareness, and we offer something for everyone. I am a psychic medium, advanced energetic healer, spiritual teacher, and a channel for Jesus, and I work with others in the divine. Featured monthly segments include A Course in Miracles virtual class with the co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace, Robert Rosenthal, MD. There are energetic healing segments where you can call in for free long-distance healing. And, of course, we have our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil, and today will be our latest installment. So my special guest co-host is Danielle Gibbons, and she joins me today to share her perspective on the chosen topic. Danielle has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share universal truths and lend guidance for the human journey. After our brief discussion, Mother will come through to offer her divine wisdom on the subject. Danielle is the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love and has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. To learn more, visit BelovedPublications.com. And if you would like to explore more of Mother's teachings, you can review the audio and video archive I've created on my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com. There you'll find direct links to their bi-weekly YouTube videos and regular appearances on other shows, such as Conscious Talk Radio. So there is a wide array of topics. There's a lot to explore. But I'm anxious to get started. We have a very interesting topic today. So welcome back, Danielle. How are you? Hi, Charlotte. It's great to be here as always, and I'm doing well, thank you. Good. And let's take care of some business. What What do you have going on in so far as events coming up? What's going on? Well, I just started, Mother just started a new class series called The Abundant Life, and it's Oh, my gosh. The first class was Monday, and it was absolutely awesome. And it's a five-class series, uh, and it will be tonight's the second class, and uh, then next week, Monday and Wednesday, and then the last class is on the autumn equinox, the 23rd. And you can still register because all the classes are being recorded, and the videos are posted on a page on my website that you'll have access to once you register. So if you go to BelovedPublications.com, you'll see on the home page that um, you'll see the class there, and you can click on it and uh, register and join us. So the live classes are great, but you can just uh, register and watch the videos. Um, if that's your preference. And there's some great uh, writing prompts that you can download that goes with each class to take you deeper. But I have to tell you, this is really high vibration stuff. Uh, The first class was, (laughs) the first comment after the first class was just, wow, in capital letters. Like everyone was pretty blown away. So, um Yeah, if you're ready for more abundance in uh, one or all the areas of your life, this is definitely a good class series for you. That's generally my reaction to everything is, wow, you know? (laughs) But I get the emphasis on this one. 
I can feel how it's really just that increased vibration just adds so Can't much you? more to I it. I know. Yeah. I felt it before the first class. I felt it for like two weeks coming up into the class. I was like, oh, boy, hold on to your hats, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you walk away feeling like something happened in that room. Something That's happened, right. You know? Wow. Yeah, very much so. Excellent. So anything else? No, I mean, I'm excited about our annual retreat in Georgia, but, you know, that's sold out, but I'm super excited. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited about that, but there'll be more retreats and uh, working on more, uh, planning more. So, um, yeah, so those, uh, just stay tuned and uh, maybe those of you that are listening, I might get to meet you in person one day at a retreat, which would be so wonderful. Yeah. Uh, just in looking at the date, I want to take a moment to acknowledge and remember 9-11 and mm. all that happened 18 years ago today. Very sad event. Um, my My prayer for today would be that we get back to the way it was on 9-12, where the country came together as a nation against yeah. this horror and I'd really love to see that unity once again. And so that's my prayer is for a um, beautiful prayer. unity. Yeah. So the topic that uh, we were given for today is about how to create your new normal after intense shifts occur. Uh, there's been a lot of turbulence. It's been a pretty wild ride for me in the past year and a half. Uh, but lately with the shifts that are happening now, I'm going through a process of kind of like calming down, like where all your nerve endings were constantly on fire, and now it's okay. You can breathe now. And it feels, the energy feels a lot looser, like I have a lot more flexibility and freedom on a variety of levels, intellectually, emotionally, um, spiritually, and physically. So I'm feeling really good lately. I Like every day I feel better and better. Um mm. And I'm looking forward to what's coming in with so much excitement. And it's, it feels so good to be excited about the future. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. Yeah. And so. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. As you're coming into your new normal, what is – are you finding that uh, there's – what, what's part of the new normal is a new self-care structure or how are you taking care of yourself body mind spirit uh, as you're entering into this new normal the answer is 100 percent. i think it Mm. i think that has to be the foundation for your new normal i had to look at uh and i was trying to look at everything in the big picture and now having some distance from much of it we can, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. so I can ask myself certain questions. And so I did that. Um, I sat in with myself. And the things I looked at were my perceptions, my judgments, um, the way we assign meaning to certain aspects of an experience, where, where we kind of look for meaning and then we assign it to it mm-hmm. when it might really reflect something different and then our reactions to that. And so it's kind of like we take ourselves a long way around something. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I looked at, you know, what significant changes took place in my beliefs and attitudes towards myself um, that, that the shifts facilitated. Um, going back to last year's segment, we talked about the shakeup and that core fears were triggered. So I looked at that and feelings of loss. And I feel that, if coming out of these shifts, if we feel a sense of loss, I feel in my experience that when you believe that what you're afraid of losing has more value than your own self-worth, that's when you're going to have feelings of loss. So I got down to the self-worth oh, part. Oh, wait. Could you repeat that? Could you repeat that? That was really good. Sure. Uh, the meat of what I was saying was that feelings of loss occur when you believe that what you are afraid of losing has more value than your own self-worth. Ooh, that's good. 
So I asked myself, in what ways did you learn that nothing in the external can validate your worthiness of peace, joy, and abundance? I asked myself, how did I react to my challenge? Where were the biggest areas of growth? But to find out, to really pinpoint where the biggest area was, I asked myself, in what area was surrender the most difficult? So maybe the area of surrender that is the most difficult for you is the area where you're going to see the most transformation. And that's what I'm looking at because that took me to Mm self-acceptance. Okay? And then in terms of consciousness, looking back, what do I see differently now? Because now I'm on a different paradigm because of the shift. So I can look back at that and perhaps in a slightly downward direction, like, okay, I'm up here now. Um, That was a little lower. What changed? And it touched on support. We talked a lot about support. I had to learn a lot about accepting support, no matter what form it took or where it came from. There was faith, there was surrender, and there was control. But most importantly, it was mostly about my need to be my own best friend. Mm. I had to be my own best friend. And in order to do that, you have to ask what needed to fall away, what beliefs, thought patterns, reflexive reactions, you know how reactions become a reflex? Like, oh, that's scary, I'm going to run, or I'm going to put my head in the sand, or I'm going to fight it, you know? Um, Self-punishing behaviors and perceptions. What needed to be transformed? And then in what areas did you align with love and achieve the highest energetic expression, which is one of the topics from last year's segment? And so, you know, it's kind of getting these reminders. And that's that's where it took me. If if we're now kind of recalibrated energetically, what can we do to create a new normal? And so I think the answer is pretty simple. I think it's about presence, being present in every moment. Look at the transformation um, that's occurred as a result of your deepest fear being triggered, and create a new normal that consistently supports your feelings of balance, groundedness, peace, and overall well-being. But there was something else that struck me. When we look back at the challenge or the shift, look at the script or the story about yourself that you were telling during that time. And now, in what ways can you change your script? What needs to be made? So I think there's a little bit of analyzation that's necessary there in order to find your new normal. You have to find your new script. Does that make sense? Mm. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You've rewritten the story. <laughs> so you have to get to know what the new story is. Yeah. It it kind of happened from the inside out, right? It's like being mm-hmm. turned inside out. And then, and then yeah. going back to everything we've been talking about is what did this really, what did all of this really make you do? It made you get in touch with your own inner divinity, which has been the highlight of the topic. Who are you really? Are you honoring yourself? So the new normal is I will honor myself to the best of my ability in every moment of every day, mm. that kind of thing. I think that's where I'm yeah. at. How about you? Anything similar, different? Well, I, what what was really coming to me, and this has been very, very obvious to me at this point in my life and the shifts that I'm going through, is that, you know, I have to support, in order to get to my new normal, there are very very specific changes that I'm always asked to make along the way to my physical life, my physical body, my mental body, my emotional body, you know, um, and my spiritual body is the one that's really changing, right? The energetic body and my physical and the, you know, the human part of me, the physical, the emotional and the mental that has to keep up with the vibrational changes. And so for me, I'm, I'm recognizing how much like just with eating, just with my food, like how much I, I, the old mentality, what I'm shifting out of the old mentality is let's see how much we can get away with. Let's see how oh. much we can get away with, uh, but so that we're, we're healthy, but not like super healthy, right? <laughs> but right. just enough 
just enough, just enough, you know. And what's shifting and what's changing is that that attitude is no longer enough for me. That what can I get away with? Um, And, you know, I think about this as sort of an emotional, uh, excuse me, a spiritual maturity that I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it feels very childish to try to get away with stuff. And so all that's around that, you know, I've been asked to let go of certain food groups recently. And, um, you know, it's the realization that this is not a punishment. This is a refinement. You know, the energies that I'm asking for. I'm asking for this in my prayers, in my meditations, you know, in my, in certain actions that I'm taking in my life. I'm asking, I'm calling this to me. So when it comes, the adult mature thing to do is to refine my actions, my behavior in order to receive this energy that I've been asking for. And so that's all that's being asked of me. It's like these food groups, are not, um, they don't vibrate well. They don't resonate well with where mm-hmm. you're going. And so it's time to let them go. And so it's a feeling of, um, you know, that's just one example. Uh, the other example with mental, my mental body, is my all long, and I've talked about this on the show before, my long-held habit of fantasizing uh, which is basically my word for taking me out of the present, right? Whatever, yeah. you know, I can be in the, uh, you know, future. And, and it's not imagination. It's, it's really a, a tool, a coping mechanism I created in childhood that takes me out of the present. So it's a disassociation uh, right. coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has been made very clear recently that, that is that also does not support that behavior does not support the new energy that's coming into my being my life my you know my sphere and um so i'm being asked to let that go so what i'm discovering is that every time i make a shift my new normal there are always um old behaviors that sort of bubble to the surface that become glaringly obvious that don't don't go with the new normal, right? Like they can't be part of the new normal. And mm-hmm. so for me, settling into the new normal, there's a there's effort that goes into that for me every time, every time. There's, there's mm-hmm. self-care effort that I may not want to do. And in the beginning, I get sort of whiny and frustrated that <laughs> like, you know, oh, I have to do. But really, once I sit with it and feel it out, I can feel that those things just, they don't belong. And the longer I, and here's the, here's the kicker, the longer I hang on to those old behaviors that don't resonate with the new energy, the more problems I make for myself. Nobody's making yes. them for me. I'm making them for myself. Because Mm -hmm. I keep trying to hang on to something that is a lower vibration for me. And and it does make problems when those lower vibrations and the higher vibrations kind of, I don't want to say clash, because I don't want to... Clash is the word I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it... It's like a it's like a sour note, you know, right? When you're listening to a lovely music, or it's like if all of a sudden, you know, the notes just there was a dissonance, or it just didn't go together, and you sort of have that wince, you know. It's like, ooh, they just hit that bad note. (laughs) And that's the feeling. That's the feeling of it. Uh, So anyway, that's what I was thinking a lot about with with how to adjust to that new norm and there's some there's always very human very important self-care elements that rise to the surface that um that are kind of critical for me to do and take care of actually you know i know that's specific to you but it's true for all of us because Mm -hmm. um like in terms of changing your diet and, and abandoning a certain food group if our vessel is now at a higher vibration, we have to keep it purified. 
to match that. And so introducing anything that creates distortions in the energy field, uh, like Ooh, sugar, yeah. you know, Dis- stuff yeah, like distortion that. Distortion in the energy field. That's a good way to put right. it, distortion. And so you're That's going what to feel like. Right, and you're going to feel staticky. You're not going to feel clear. You're going to feel mm-hmm. staticky, right? And in mm-hmm. terms of the fantasy and, and daydreaming habit that so many of us have, it's an escape mechanism, okay? And in many scenarios, we're dreaming of an alternative outcome to the past or coming up with something in the future. Instead of just using visualization, we go and hang out there because it feels nice and we get to control it. But what happens yeah. energetically, not only does it create a particle cloud in front of the third eye and makes you even more unclear, that develops the more you go there and the longer you stay. It also creates a problem where it becomes habitual and harder to stop. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and oh, I do. you spend less time in the present and it's harder to get back here when you need to. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a bad habit. You know, fantasy is... Uh, very different from visualization and imagination. It is not as potent, and it wastes creative energy. So it makes sense that you would be asked to refrain from that because I say it pretty frequently on the show, you know, and no matter how guilty I am of it, you know, I'm aware, and sometimes I catch myself, and sometimes I say, well, I just want to hang out. But either way, getting back to presence, you know, um, presence of mind, presence in your body, and... Uh, for me, looking at which of your strongest judgments about yourself have been transformed and how do you build escrow in that. So now if those judgments have been changed, so then what's the new energy you're going to put into that to support that and match up to it so that you don't feel at a loss for a certain food, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, or a hobby, that kind of thing. Exactly. Like I'm doing, instead of a loss, it's really a gain. It is. You know, even though I'm not, I'm being asked not to eat certain things or participate in certain things in my mind or whatever, uh, I can look at it as a loss and go through all the childish, you know, kicking and screaming about that. Yeah, kicking the dirt. Yeah, absolutely. Or I can look at it as a game and and digging my heels in and not doing it. Or I can look at it as a game. Like, wow, uh, life's going to be pretty amazing without these things in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, you know, getting away with things, ultimately it just hurts me. And that's the biggest shift I'm going through is uh, I don't really want to hurt me anymore. I, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to. You know, there's always that part of you that knows better, you know, mm-hmm. that wisdom, mm-hmm. that, that knowing that you know better. But we give ourselves concessions, you know, and, and, and uh, hall passes, so to speak, to, to do certain things. But the truth is we know better and we want more. And so we have to be willing to do what needs to be done to get more and make that stable. We need, we're looking for stability. And so to get that, there has to be consistency. And the benefits of doing these things far outweighs the sense that something is missing. Because when you really do it 100%, with 100% commitment, you don't feel that way. You're like, oh, good, I'm done with that. That really was something that kept tempting me. And now I'm not tempted anymore, and now I feel freer. I feel free of something that was pulling at me. That's right. So it's all good. Yeah, and so uh, I think that the new normal, because um, I've had I've had times where both I've done shifts and I have not followed through on what was asked of me to create that new normal, that healthy new normal, and mm-hmm. uh, it was and I slid back into a lot of old problems and difficulties, and. Um, yeah, I've done that pattern before, too. And so the new normal, unfortunately, looked a whole lot like the old normal. And uh, that that was not a positive, um, you know, experience. But I'm learning, yeah. I'm learning that if I ask for health, if I ask for relief of certain things, if I ask for help from the divine, if I ask for these things, it's an energy, you know, what's going to come to me is an energy. It's a feeling, it's an experience. And, 
you know, that old saying, I know it's so corny to say it again, but it's so true. You know, be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you wish oh, for, yes. you know, uh, because when you get it, it's a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> like there's a whole thing that goes with it. And uh, we, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing how my lack of maturity uh, plays out in these kinds of situations. So I love that we are talking about this today because it really is, um, I find that when we shine a light on these things, uh, it helps me and I hope the people that are listening for when they go through this type of experience to say, hey, what else is being asked of me here? You know, what do I need to set in place in order for this new norm to really stick and be a support and be my next step in my evolution, like a solid step Um, and one where you don't have to take those, you know, everyone talks about uh, two steps forward and, you know, five steps back. Well, what, what would happen if we didn't have to take those five steps back? What if we could just take one step forward and stay there? <laughs> and the next well, step forward and stay there. Wouldn't that well, be amazing? Feel, yes, but if you feel that whatever is back there, five steps back, is still of value to you, you're going to go five steps back. And it's like True. you, you know, you didn't, you didn't go from the old normal to a new normal, and you know, you're kind of disappointed in yourself. But sometimes we need to take another bicycle lap around the block to make sure of what we're, of what we understand about it. And that's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. you can forgive yourself for it, but this is a real opportunity to say, you know what? I'm not going to do that again. I'm just going to step up. Right. right. And whatever I'm called to do, I'm just going to do it and give it a chance and see how it works out. What have you got to lose? That's right. Exactly. Cause then if it doesn't work out, then I can make different choices and refine things or, or step away from it altogether but yeah, it's uh, what have I got to lose? That's a that's a really great, really great thought. But I like what you brought up in the very beginning. The questions you asked yourself, or the you know the areas in which you really focused and you looked at, you know that's a that's a guide. Those are guideposts to helping solidify your new norm, mm-hmm. you know, so that you don't mm-hmm. have to take those five steps back. Because if we if we go through our transitions with our eyes open, our mind open, our hearts open, you know, then we are much more, we have a better chance of, of just taking that one step forward and just, that's it, one step forward, no steps back, you know. And, yeah. uh, and that's also what I'm learning is two steps forward is probably too much for me. One step forward mm. is about all I can do at a time. <laughs> Okay. I don't, uh, I, I, as I've said before, I am, it has to be simple and straightforward and it has to be in small bite-sized pieces. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, cause I have a long history of trying to do too much. And then I take those, and I think that's been a part of my self-sabotage strategy, you know, as I try to move forward too quickly and then I have to take those five steps back because it's too much. It's too much too yes. soon. So mm-hmm. I like being the tortoise. I like I like slow and steady. Just, you know. <laughs> it might not be as exciting, but it's, it's a lot less taxing on you to do that. That's right. It's not as exciting, but it feels safe for me. Right. And, uh, and, and I've learned that that's, for me, that is the most important thing, bar none, is safety. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what I feel I need to emphasize, and like the difference in how I feel as I look at myself a year and a half to two years ago, it might have felt, even though I was happy on an intellectual level, very excited, doing great things, you know, all this stuff, mm-hmm. but it might picture like a question mark over my head. Hmm not so much about life, but just about me. Mm-hmm. And now I don't feel that question mark is there. I feel a certain sense of certainty. I can't put words to it other than saying I'm comfortable with who I am, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's yes. the phrase. I'm comfortable in my own skin. 
Uh, I have a renewed sense of self. Yep. True self, not not the the series of myths that we put together and, and call a personality. Just core identity kind of thing. There's certainty yes. there. And that is a big difference. Yes. It's core identity nails it, I think. Yep. And I think that's what all of these um, shifts are about is uh, is becoming ourselves, you know, letting all those masks go and becoming our more our, our authentic self. And uh, that's have been talking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does take getting used to. It's almost as if you walk differently. It's because your your physical, all the vibration, the raising of the vibration, and bringing you into yourself. It every your body changes, your your thoughts change, your and it does take time to get used to the new norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think to 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 touch on the phrase again because it keeps uh, coming up in. in the way we're being steered through this curriculum is our identities as aspects of the divine. And that's the, the, the true identity that they're trying to get us really recognized. Right. Um, yeah. And then I think I lost my thought. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah, just, just that. And, uh, Letting go and letting yourself be who you really are. I don't know. But uh, shall we bring Mother through? See what she has to say about me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just trying to think of what I lost. I lost my grasp on that thought. It happened. I get, you know, when you get really deep into a topic, sometimes you get a little dizzy. <laughs> yeah. you, get, yeah. you get a little like loopy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. All right. Well, okay. hold on. Just so a I will. Okay, and I'll talk to you on the other side. Okay. Mm. Hello, beloved ones. Hello, Mother. Welcome. Thank you, my dear. Wonderful to be with all of you here and now. Mm. So I wanted to speak on this particular topic because sometimes the finer points of transition or shift or change are hard to pin down. They're hard to recognize. And one of um, the reasons that people are so mm, hesitant to jump into a shift or a change, to really make an inner change, is because all of you know that the process of energetic transformation, because that's really what you're doing, you are transforming the vibrational energy in your being. And that is going to translate into the physical world, right? Into your human world. So it's going to translate into your body, your mind, your heart, your relationships, your home, your finances, uh, your possessions, uh, your work, your career, 
all of it, right? It moves out and affects all the aspects of your life, right? Mm. So your transformation is, uh, I'd like to use yours, Charlotte, as an example, beloved, because it's very interesting. Your transition took place over a fairly uh, good piece of time, right? So it was not Mm -hmm. uh, so abrupt, um, like feeling like one day to the next type of thing, but it uh, evolved over about a year and a half, two years. Yes. Mm -hmm. And one of uh, the aspects of the process is that you were taken out of your uh, home, your usual home, right? Yes. So tell me, uh, what did it feel like or how did you feel in that home that you came back to. Oh. oh. Yeah, I thought you were going to ask something different. So you're asking when I came back to this. Okay. When I walked through the door, I could feel nothing but despair hanging in the air. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting not being here. I wasn't surrounded by all the usual objects. And I had made do with whatever I packed and realized one day that I was getting by on the minimum, not from a lack point of view, but I I didn't need as much stuff. And so I, I came back to, I guess, previous a previous version of myself that placed importance on certain things. And so it had to be rearranged and matched my new vibration and cleared out. Yes, indeed. So this is a good example of when you go through a shift, you are going to feel differently towards yourself, your body, uh, your uh, possessions, your relationships. And generally what happens if there is house cleaning, and this is what people fear, because at the beginning of a shift or when you start to know that a shift is coming or it's needed or there's really a change that um, you feel you need to make but you don't want to make because you know on the other end Right? When you walk through that doorway and the, sh- and the shift is coming to completion, there is going to be loss. Mm. But with what you are feeling, and this is what people forget all too often, is that when you get to the other side, it's not so much about loss, It's about clearing out, letting go of things that you no longer vibrate with, that you people that you no longer resonate with, actions that no longer support you. There is an ease and letting them go. Yeah. All the work that you put into in the shift, the inner work, all the effort that you made, the whole point is to make that period of house cleaning more effortless. Because not only do you know you need to do it, but you want to do it. The desire is there. The ease with taking action is there. Because you realize that some things, some people, some actions, some behaviors, they were the old norm, but they do not support the new norm. And particularly, of course, if you have to let go of some relationships, there may be sadness, 
No doubt about it. And you might mourn the loss of the relationship, but predominantly you will feel relief. You will feel the rightness of it. You will feel the ease of it. So for all of you listening, no matter where you are on the spectrum of change, whether beginning, middle, or you're just walking through the doorway out the other side, recognize that loss is a healthy part of the process, but it doesn't tend to happen until you get towards the end, when you feel differently. And it is not a hardship. It is not filled with pain and agony. It is actually a relief. You can get excited about house cleaning, right? Mm-hmm. So what yes. the new norm becomes, it is that reflection of the completion of your cycle. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to let go, to be careful not to jump right back into the way things were, but to really look at things with your new eyes, feel them with your new heart, interact with them with your new body, your new mind, right? And let Mm -hmm. your soul guide you as to what things, what possessions bring you joy, what people bring you joy, what behaviors bring you joy, and what doesn't. Now, some of them you might not know, so hang on to them, uh, put them back in the closet, or continue the friendship for a little longer. But explore it with the new eyes, right? Take it out of the closet every few months. Joy? No joy. Right? Until you know. And then you start unburdening yourself, right? So when you evolve as a soul in this life, as a human being, enlightenment, uh, the evolution of the soul, it is always an unburdening. So what are you unburdening yourself of? Your shadow. Mm. So your new norm, every time you are more deeply rooted in light. So you must shed or let go of shadow possessions, people, behaviors, thought patterns that do not support the light that you are holding right now. Yes. Wow. And when you shed shadow, that's the celebration. And again, there can be sadness alongside the joy and the relief and the rightness. All these things can exist together. Because what you're doing with the light, the light has double meaning. It is a brightness, it is an illumination, and it is also an unburdening. You are light, both in illumination and radiance, and uh, in regards to your burdens. So remember that light carries that double meaning. So if you want more light, then you have to be okay with unburdening yourself. And you may not know what the burdens are. 
until you go through that process of change and shifting and you come out the other side. And then it's so clear. Oh, gosh, I don't need to keep these files from 20 years ago. (laughs) Or uh, this friendship uh, does not serve me. Or I'm never going to read the stack of uh, 500 magazines in the corner. It's just not going to happen. And I can be free of them. Take them to the recycling bin and be free of them. Right? Yes. This is how you don't get to pick and choose what you are going to let go of before you start the process of change. It only becomes clear as you go through the process. So just like you coming back to your home after a long absence, mm-hmm. that is an extreme example and not one that most people go through, but it's a wonderful illustration of how dramatic it felt, how different you felt coming back to that space with your new energy. Yeah. Right. But so now you make... are working with your home uh-huh. to lighten it, right? Yes. Uh huh. But I wanted to share with the listeners, Mother, uh, how extreme it was, if that's okay. Yes, of course. Okay. Shortly before we left, it, it all happened so fast. Um, my husband was transported from one hospital where we lived to the hospital where he would receive treatment. And I had about an hour and a half to pack. So whatever I had with me is what I lived with in another uh, home. But when I came home, shortly before all of that happened, I finally pushed and got a storage unit that we had been paying for for years to hold things that we didn't use anymore. And I didn't want to do it for the longest time. But I finally emptied out that storage unit. So everything in the storage unit was in the house and on the patio so when I came home, I came back to all of it, not a tiny, a tidy living room. But everything was right there in my face. Everything that had been stored, everything, everything was as, as it was when I left. Everything. Mm. So it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. That wasn't Indeed. easy. Indeed. But it was well done of you, beloved. Because now there's no hiding from all your things. Mm -hmm. And with your new vibration, your new energy, you can look at each thing with love. And yes, uh, does this bring me joy? Does this serve me? Does this support our life or my life or my husband's life? What is the importance of these things? And that way you start to learn what matters to you, what holds weight, and you find that more and more as your new norm settles in, that you want to surround yourself with people and things and places and experiences that are more light, right? That are more love and supportive. Mm -hmm. So you are shedding, letting go of shadow, right? Okay. And that was one of the biggest shifts, realizing that as I watched it happen, that my priorities were changing. Yes, exactly. And when I recognized it, I said, that's okay, that's a good thing. And I gave in, I surrendered to it. Yes. And this is a wonderful example that the shadow is not uh, like evil, that everyone always wants to believe that the shadow is so awful and terrible. Sometimes it's just a stack of magazines in the corner that you keep telling yourself you're going to read, you're going to get to, you're going to read them. You are, you really are, you're going to read them. Then 
six months goes by and then more magazines pile up and a year goes by and more magazines pile up, right? And the freedom is to say, I don't think I'm a magazine person. (laughs) Yes. I'm just not a magazine person. So uh, you let them go. So that stack of magazines became part of your shadow, became part of you trying to be someone you're not, trying to fit in because you should. It's a beautiful magazine. It's very expensive. Your next-door neighbor gives it to you. So kind of her. And there are beautiful pictures and good articles, and you really should read them, right? So that is shadow, pretending to be someone, something that you are not. And it can be so simple as are you a magazine person or are you not a magazine person, right? And if you're not, and yet you hang on to that stack year after year, that is the burden of your shadow. When you shift, when you ask for light, when you pray for light, when you meditate with light, when you invite light in, you must let go of some shadow to make room. Sometimes it's just a stack of magazines in the corner and sometimes it's a relationship you thought you would have forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it can be um, easy to say, well, I'm just not a magazine person and take them all out to the recycle bin. Or it can be uh, very uh, scary and sad to let go of a relationship you thought you would have forever. But you know there is light when there is relief, joy, you've made room, it feels right, all of that is present. When you are making room for light, where you are committing to light, so every one of you that is listening, no matter the moment in we're doing it live or 10 years from now, trust that you are here because you are of light. You are a being of light. You are a light bringer. And you are one who shares the light. And as such, all your transformations will be about moving from shadow to light. And every time there's a big transition or a big shift, you can be assured there's going to be a a garage sale at the end. Hmm? (laughs) Yes. Indeed. Wow. I'm trying to think if I have a question, Mother. The only thing, it, it, it's like I already know the answer, so it's almost not even worth saying it, but in terms of losing a relationship or a friendship, and when you said you can see the rightness of it, and I do because I've lost a friend, and I see it, mm. and I got to acceptance very quickly. And I said, okay, well, whatever is happening, it's all right. We're both being guided. Maybe we'll come back together someday. I don't know. But I'm not worried about it either. I'm just okay with it. Am I, am I in denial on some level? Because I don't want to feel the hurt? Mm, there might be a little bit of that because in your present situation, uh, and this is not to be crass as far as your relationship with this person, but you still have a lot on your plate, beloved. I do. And you, 
really are prioritizing and sitting okay. with the feelings of loss of this person because there is the rightness, right? because it feels like a, a natural part of the whole transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier for you right now to focus on those feelings, but it is important for you to uh, just explore when you have room to explore if there is any sadness, any feelings of loss or um, painful feelings of loss. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you need to mourn the loss of the friendship. And there may not be, but you won't know until you sit and make space. Okay. That makes but sense. you have had a lot of difficult uh, feelings and uh, Rightfully so, understandably so. You're not excited to jump back into those. Um, So um, there may be something there. But um, you have to make room for that because you're not going to go there without help because you've had a lot of that this last year. Hmm? Yes, Mm -hmm. indeed. And I feel so much better. I feel, um, do you remember when we were talking about flowing uh, last year, like flowing down the river, and then you hit the rock in the river, and you kind of have to stay there for a while in that flow. And now it feels like it's loosening up, and I'm getting back into, um, I don't know the word, normal, regular, uh, back into the, the flow of the river and not just in that space. And there's freedom and there's uh, movement. And I'm calming down on every level. And every day I feel better and better. I just, I feel really good um, Wonderful. about where it's going. Yes. Good. I, I made it. <laughs> I survived. Indeed. You did. You did. And that is cause for celebration. Hmm? Mm, yes. So one thing I want to leave you all with, And this is a powerful tool, um, no matter where you are in your shift process. But it's especially powerful after the shift and you are uh, getting used to your new normal, use gratitude. Make a gratitude list every single day. Either start your day with it, end your day with it. Uh, Whatever feels right, whatever you have time for, you can write three things, five things, ten things, whatever feels good, but do uh, something that can be consistent. It's quick, it's easy, but it helps to solidify your new norm very deply. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you spend, you make a little list, and then you spend just a few minutes feeling the gratitude for each thing that you put down on the list. Really feel it, right? Because the mind can say, ooh, so grateful for my home. But take just a minute to feel the gratitude for your home, right? And then the next thing on the list. Okay. That makes sense. All right, beloved ones. I love you. I love you. I love you. And please, all of you know that I'm with you every step of the way. Even when you take your steps back, I'm with you on those two. (laughs) Always there to help support you whether you're moving, you're resting, or you're uh, going backwards, I'm there to support you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Namaste. Namaste, Mother.
Goodness, that was um, exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> oh, I did not see oh. that coming. I didn't either. <laughs> I never do. <laughs> I never do either. <laughs> but I cannot predict her. In all the years I've been doing this, I have never been able to predict her. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Like, it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're like you're sitting in a chair quietly, and then all of a sudden you're in a chair in the center of the room with that spotlight in your face. And how did you feel <laughs> when you got home? <laughs> oh, uh, how did I feel? That was terrible. Um, literally, everything was in its place where it was, whether it was a cup on the counter, um, eight months of dust had gathered. I also discovered mm. that someone had tried to break in through a window and was unsuccessful. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh God. yes. Uh-huh. Oh my um, there was a pest infestation that had to be addressed because of the neighbors. We heard, I don't know, but I had to take care of that. And then it was get all that stuff from the storage unit. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember yeah. last year, Mother was using the, the analogy of a storage unit and you pick it up and you, you look at it. And do you remember that conversation? I do. I do remember that. Yes. That was about my storage unit <laughs> because I kept trying to make time and trying to find an opportunity. I said, we have to do this every Sunday. Let's go and take a little bit out. We can work on it over time, but it doesn't make sense to pay for a unit full right. of stuff that we don't even remember that we own. That's right. Most of it. That's right. Most yeah. of it. And then, you know, or tools that you'll never use again because you don't paint anymore. Um, there was yeah. one thing that I wanted out of that unit, and it was not there. And I know exactly where it was. I wrapped it in a dish rag and put it in a in a plastic tub, and it was not there. And that's a shame. But it must be one of those things. I must not have needed it. Um, or maybe and when you go through it now, you'll somehow find it. <laughs> I've done that. I don't know. It's, it's where might I be put gone. it in a certain place, and then it's somewhere else. Right. Well, we donated a lot, trashed a lot, sold a lot, and it's all clear now. It feels much better. And um, I had oh, to rarify. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. This, okay. We got home in February. Oh, that's We got right. home in February. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so it wasn't like, ah, oh, we're home and you get to sit on your couch because you can't get <laughs> to the couch. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. it was, oh, oh, God, now I have to deal with this. And all I could see is this heavy despair hanging in the air. Mm. So you break out the salt water in the spray bottle, and you you clear the stuff out, and you spritz and spray. And I made a new spray of salt water that I that I used, and I added drops of a an essential oil that smells like roses, mm. so that I think of mother nice. when I smell it. Yeah, nice. I like it's that. much better. And uh, again, Good. I'm just looking forward to the next chapter. Yeah. Good. I mean, there Good. was you know the highlights. About last year, there was so much more piled on top of just the cancer and the uh, bank fraud incidents. There was a lot more. People died, um, mm-hmm. car accidents, you know, um, weirdness, strange, bizarre experiences, and it was just like a nightmare. But yeah. it's like, okay, I, w- I've awo- I, I awoke from something that taught me so much about myself. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it I was conscious of. A lot of it I had to think about or, or take a look at. But yeah. I loved how she said all transfer, all of the transformation is about moving from shadow to light. Yes. Yes. And that, yeah, I just love the whole focus on the, I, I don't know, I had never really thought of the double meaning of light so much the way she talked about it today. I I thought, wow, that really describes the process perfectly. It's yes. an illumination and it's an unburdening. It's like that's what light feels like to me. Um, you know, besides the intensity of it or the vibration of it, you know, but that's, yeah, that's what it feels like. And uh, it's right. a real clearing away. So it was, it was wonderful. And make room for oh, the light to shine. Don't let it no. cast shadows. Beyond unnecessary objects. It makes sense. Yep. Yes. And uh, I like that she simplified it. 
because I try to complicate all my <laughs> all the things my I hand don't want to do. Oh, complicated makes sense to me, <laughs> but at the same time, no, I like working with complicated because I like making order out of chaos. Chaos is what I was always used to when I was growing up, and so mm-hmm. that becomes yeah. your normal, right? That's that's the space right. where you operate best, right? And so we tend to become habitual and then crave the chaos. Some people are addicted to drama. Some people are addicted yeah. to victimhood. And so we pick yeah. our our scenario. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm, I'm a little older now. I'm a little wiser now. And I want minimalism. I want mm. quiet. I want peace. And... It does feel like I just walked through a door, right? In this moment, it feels like I just walked through a door in just declaring what I want. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I felt that. I'm so glad like I walked we can, through an energy we can hold wall. space for you for that. Yes, thank you, everybody. <laughs> wow. Well, this was terrific, Danielle. Thank you once again. Oh, my. Great conversation. Yes. Thank you for having me. It is always wonderful to be here with you and all of your listeners. And I will see you next month. Okay. Sounds good. All right, everybody. That is our show for today. Remember, BelovedPublications.com is where you want to go to learn more about Mother and Danielle. SpiritualInsightsRadio.com is where you'll find the archives and a lot to explore. Thank you so much for joining us, and I look forward to sharing once again next month. Until next time, God bless, and be at peace.